listening to Astro Detectives, where longtime friends Scott and Sarah try to debunk or prove the ancient phenomenon of astrology. I'm Sarah Hartshorn, the astrologer. And I'm Scott Randall, the skeptic. Each episode, I'll give Sarah two birth charts, one belonging to our guest and one that I made up. She'll use astrology to try to match the right chart to our guest. A birth chart is a snapshot of the sky when a person is born. It reveals an incredible amount of information about a person. Enough to match a person to the right chart? We'll see. All right, everybody, it's week 26. We've been following this journey for so long, but it's landed us here. All roads have led us to this episode that you're lucky enough to listen to with us today, wherever you are, whether you're driving or walking the Santa Monica beach on your job, to your job at the lobster. I'm just guessing what random listeners might be doing. Uh, Sarah, how you been? I'm doing good, Scott. I am excited that we have made it this far. And um, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm ready. And I'm excited because um, we're having on an astrologer. This is our first repeat guest astrologer. So today we have Jacqueline, Jacqueline Reddy back with us. So welcome, Jacqueline. Thank you. It's awesome <laughs> to be here. I appreciate you inviting me back. Feel free to call me Jax. It's a little Jax. less of a mouthful. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, awesome. Jax. That's great. First, I like that. Our first returning astrologer. So you currently have a 100% accuracy rating. <laughs> That's right. And you're putting it on the line That's today. what I do. That's right. <laughs> See, some, some astrologers, they come on the show, they get one right and they're like, I'm going to retire at 100%. <laughs> I can't Heck do any no. better than no. <laughs> You She's pushed back it back onto the table. You said, let it ride. We're going to keep playing. She, she's a Capricorn. She wants achievement. <laughs> right? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> let me tell you what I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Any reflections from the last episode? Uh, just go, going through the process the first time as a <laughs> guest astrologer. Um. Sorry, I lost all my internet. Can you guys see it still steamy? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, no, I think we did awesome last time. Um, I really appreciated the guests and how um, open and self-aware they were and willing to talk about things. That's That really made um, our job a little easier. Um, but yeah, I, I think we did a good job last time. Yeah, and I'm always our work. interested to see what, areas you guys want to focus on that really distinguish the two charts that you've been given because mm -hmm. some of them will be more similar in some areas and we don't have to lean into those but then they'll be different in other areas so to distinguish them we tend to like focus right. on those spots um what are the similarities of these two charts you've been looking at well um i just need to tell you something funny first because i noticed something about one of these charts that i was like how in the world did this happen? So um, prior to you sending over these charts, um, I was, you know, doing some astro uh, detecting on the internet just about, uh, you know, in my free time, I like to look up celebrities <laughs> charts and things. So I don't know. I was Googling. And, on brand, Sarah. Very on brand. Yeah, <laughs> it really is. Um, and so what happened was I 
I don't remember what I was looking at, but I saw in the sidebar, there was like a little ad or like clickbait or something that was like, Hey, remember these, there's these, um, conjoined twins. And I was trying to uh, pull up their name real quick. Um, I've forgotten their name. I'll, I'll probably Google it real quick, but they're famous conjoined twins. So it's like, they have just, um, one body and they, they, that they share and two heads and they're just really fascinating. And they, they were in the news because they got married to a man. And so I was like, wow, I I've got to see their chart. Like that's so fascinating. And they have a verified birth chart on, um, astro.com. So I was looking at it and I was like, wow, this is so interesting. And, um, of course they're Gemini rising, which is Gemini's the twins. Uh, yeah. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> and so, um, anyway, so I thought, oh, that's really interesting. And then I just kind of forgot about it and moved on. And then Scott, you sent me the charts of these for episode 26. So we get two charts and I'm just starting to do my research. And one thing I've started to do is I go to Astro Data Bank and you can say, okay, here's this person's, whatever you want to put in, sun, moon, rising, ascendant ruler, all this stuff. So I put that in, I was like, okay, this is chart has this sun, this moon, this rising sign and chart ruler in this sign. Show me any known famous people with this configuration. And I got like a list of like 15 and there was one that was born the same year. And I clicked on it and it was those twins. (laughs) (laughs) So they were born one day before, but like at the same time of day as uh, one of these charts here. And so I was just blown away by that synchronicity. <laughs> that is pretty funny. And I would love to see if uh, twins in general, maybe just conjoined <laughs> twins, are more likely to be Gemini. That would be funny. Uh, well, I do have mm-hmm. a friend. Shout out to Juliana. She's a twin and she's also a Gemini rising. Um, mm-hmm. By the way, their names are Abby and Brittany um, Hensel. So they they're been quite famous they've been on like oprah and all this stuff so yeah i was just kind of blown away by that um so i'm curious to see if that's who you have on the show no (laughs) they were actually born (laughs) that would be funny technically we have two guests this week (laughs) (laughs) we're just interviewing one of them the other one is staying out of it Yeah. yeah um so different. So wait, what do they have in common though? These okay. Two so sorry. I just had to give you that little <laughs> tidbit because I, I was really kind of like shocked by that. So um, what these two charts have in common is, well, first of all, they both have their son in a water sign. So uh, one has their son in cancer, one has their son in Pisces and water signs are a lot more um, connected to emotion, sensitivity, creativity, all of those things, nurturing. Um, And so they both have that going for them. They both have, one is a Virgo rising, one is a Gemini rising, and both of those signs are ruled by Mercury. So that makes Mercury Mm -hmm. the chart ruler. Um, of both of these charts. So Mercury is connected with uh, communication, um, you know, being like, we had another case like this where 
it was Cassie and the Mercury rulership. And she was uh, really into being a rapper, which is a very mercurial thing because Mercury is connected with words, communication, things like that. Um, So they both have that. But the most interesting thing that these share is they both have the moon conjunct a node, different nodes. We've got the north node and south node, but a conjunction nonetheless, which is is fascinating because the nodes are 360 degrees opposite. I mean, sorry, 180 degrees, (laughs) not, (laughs) yeah, 180 degrees opposite. So um, it's just fascinating that the other random chart was picked in that way. But just to tell our listeners, what does that even mean? So the the nodes, we've got the North node and the South node, and the nodes are two points where the moon has crossed the orbital path or the the moon's orbit crosses the ecliptic. And um, in astrology, the North node represents a point of destiny. It's like your destiny. It's new experiences. It's like gives a power surge to any planets that fall there. Whereas the South node is kind of what you've already mastered. It's like you come in with this wisdom. It's like your natural gifts, your comfort zone, but it's what you're releasing and letting go and it's kind of what's diminishing in this lifetime. It's kind of like a power outage where the North Node is like a power surge. And so um, even though they both have their moon conjunct a node, one is the North Node, one's a South Node. So I found that to be really fascinating. So, yeah. But as far as, as personalities go, this person is going to be good with words um, <clears throat> like communication, uh, regardless of which chart it is because they have that in common. What do you think, Jacqueline? Um, well, I think the way I would look at it, and again, I'm not a big personality astrology person, but I would think that both of them rely on Mercury to show where their life path is, um, where they're going. So wherever, pardon me, wherever that's placed, wherever their Mercury is placed um, is going to be very telling about not only um, their life path, but the nature of the person. Um, There is a mercurial personality. um, Meaning, meaning what? Because I guess all the placements and all that talk is hard to interpret for the lay listener who doesn't know anything. With with Mer- with Mercury ruled risings, um, you see people that are very interested in a lot of different things. You know, um, they they like learning. They depending on where the Mercury is placed in its condition, they may be very communicative. But I think for the most part, um, regardless, this is going to be a person that's very interested in learning different things and doing different things and not staying the same all the time. Mercury is very quick and he's very changeable and his speed varies all the time. His, um, direction varies all the time. So, um, that is very demonstrative in a Mercury ruled rising sign. Mm-hmm. I like how you give them uh, genders. I do the same thing with animals. It's just if I see a, a cat, what's he up to? Or a little bird, what's she doing up there? What's Mercury over there? What's he got going on? <laughs> well, in traditional astrology, they the planets are gendered, as are the signs. Mm-hmm. There we go. Um, what do we have different about these two? Um, 
We got a lot of categories that we'll go through and a lot of words describing them, but what are the main areas where they <clears throat> seem to depart from each other and should be easiest to distinguish when we're talking yeah. to the guest? So um, for one of these uh, charts, I we came up with the name, the pediatric nurse, because we feel like this person most likely works in, they're, they're probably very involved um, with their career. And I feel like they work maybe in a lively environment that's very busy, but it could be one that's very um, like a hidden place. Um, this person has a lot of 12 house placements um, connected to their work and they themselves. So what that just means is like a hidden place is like, could be a hospital, an institution, a hospice, a prison, places that are just not um, as public, or it could be um, another thing I thought is maybe this is a daycare worker, you know, that's not necessarily a place that's very public, um, or they could work from their home or something in that capacity. But this person is going to come across, I think has a lot of like very um, kind of like mama bear protective energy. There's a lot of people I feel like that they're probably taking care of, not just in their family, but in their work. Um, whereas the other chart, I'm, I came up with the name, the poet. I feel like they're a lot more, uh, somebody who comes across a lot more dreamy and imaginative and, um, interested in fantasy. Um, they, uh, might have more trouble connecting with their purpose or them, like how they see themselves, feel like they might have some confusion around that. So um, did you get any impression, um, Jax, like what um, the poet might do for work? I, you know, I was of- thinking about it and um, maybe, I, I think there might be a disconnect um, between their dream job and their actual work. You know? I can see that, yeah. Um, I think maybe eventually they might be able to do something either with foreign travel or um, higher learning, um, spirituality in some, in some way. Um, Mm -hmm. But I do think that um, it's a, there's a little bit of a disconnect there in, in what their dream job or, or maybe they don't actually know what they really do want to do when they grow up, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I think there's a lot That's, of confusion. that was the impression I got from that. Yeah, I feel like there's a lot of confusion around that, and um, I feel like you know the pediatric nurse is probably going to be someone who is a lot more of a workhorse, whereas the poet is not going to be somebody who is going to have. Um, I think they're going to be someone who's a lot more sensitive to energies, uh, especially being like in around a lot of people. Um, I feel like they're, um, yeah, I guess you you feel that way. Um, you feel that way with, with the exalted Mars. Yes. Um, okay. That does conflict with, um, (laughs) I know the Mars is exalted. It is in the eighth house though. It is in the eighth house. Um, but yeah, I mean that you do have some other things in the mix there, but 
that like was maybe she- like um maybe like a treading water kind of thing like they're not afraid of work they're not lazy but right. like it's scattered and um kind of um unclear where they should really focus that yeah so that makes yeah sense. I, th- I think that's a good way to say that so that's what we're working with scott <laughs> All right. So it sounds like work is a real distinguishing area. That I think maybe so. that's that's the the focus that maybe we'll spend a little extra time on work. Yeah. Yeah, um, I think so. Yeah. On the uh, at least on the survey, we know that they like comfortable and practical clothes. They like practical gifts. Um yeah, traveling to foreign countries, six out of ten. So when you mentioned one of them is more likely to travel, my little alarm bells went up because six out of ten, I don't know, that's reasonable, but that doesn't make me think. Somebody's going to want to travel six out of 10 on comfort level. when when you don't know anyone in the room, stamina though, for physically demanding activities, nine. So this person is ready to hit the ground running on those tough, tough activities and making decisions seven out of 10 towards quick and decisive childhood experiences. Our guests are all over the map. And honestly, I think sometimes they trend towards the less happy, which, you know, so to see a 10 out of 10, very happy childhood. I love that for them. Yes, me too. I was very happy to see that. <laughs> Congratulations. So that'll be, yeah, that'll be interesting. Uh, romantic relationships is what they said was their biggest struggle. So it sounded like one of these two struggles maybe with work and whether or not they're doing the right thing. And so it's interesting on the survey to see where the struggles are. Mm-hmm. And they say it's romantic relationships. And they mentioned one of their hobbies was gardening, which is very earthy. So um, do you want to hear? And it's very lonely, too. It's it's Mm -hmm. a solo thing. It's kind of lonely. You're away from everybody else. You're not, you know, you're not um, on a gardening team. (laughs) You know, it's it's a very solitary um, activity. I thought that was very interesting. Who knows? I could drive down these California roads and I see these fields full of the vegetable pickers. And I was like, I wonder if that counts. I wonder if that would be in their chart and they're out there gardening socially with lots of other gardeners working alongside them. Would they answer a questionnaire that that's what they like to spend their time doing? Like, that's a good point. Who knows? They'd say, yeah, when I leave the job and I'm back home, I'm gardening at home, too. I'm right back out there. Love my work. All right. Well, our guest is in the waiting room and we can't wait any longer to see if it's the pediatric nurse that's waiting for us or the poet. And before we bring him in, we can wait. (laughs) Well, I just I I do want to remind people, especially if you're listening for the first time, if you want to see these charts or what we're talking about or even get a glimpse of the keywords, Mm -hmm. you can always go to astrodetectivespod.com. And go to the case files and you can download it and you can play along at home. Mm-hmm. So do that right now during yes. this commercial break. <laughs> and we'll see you right back here with our guest. Welcome back, everybody. We are here with uh, our two astrologers, Sarah, our guest astrologer, Jax, returning again for her second episode. And our guest this week is Rachel Rachel, welcome to Astro Detectives. Hi. It's so nice to have another willing participant as we grill you with questions. Um, We thank you for filling out the questionnaire ahead of time, too. It helps give them some insight. 
And uh, it helps them as they're looking at the two charts and try to look for different personality types. Um, right off the bat, what do you do for work? What's, uh, how do you spend your days? What kind of work do you do? Keywords for the pediatric nurses work. Meaningful work that cares for and serves others, working with large groups, teaching or leadership role related to communication intelligence or social media, busy and lively environment, hidden places like hospitals, hospice, daycares, call centers, prisons, or home. Keywords for the poet's work, imaginative work, fantasy and illusion, charity work and causes, creative writing, medicine or toxins, film or music industry public speaking, trouble connecting with purpose. Um, I work for a, I don't know if I can say that. I've worked, for, I work in the schools in the school district around me. I'm in the cafeteria. I'm the food service manager. So I, I'm in charge of the catering and the middle schools. So I'm in the schools all day long feeding cool. people. How'd you get into that? Um, if I really think about it, when I was really young in elementary school, I used to go and help the lunch ladies with stuff when I would finish eating. So I think back then I always wanted to work in a cafeteria, I guess. Um, but it just sort of ended up that way. That's and cool. I, yeah, I started, I got hired just to make pasta and then I kind of worked my way up a lot. You start as a pasta specialist and then they're like, <laughs> yeah, okay, now you're the sous chef. Now you're focused on other areas. What do you like about, about that work? Um, I like that I get to work, especially my position. Now I get to work at different schools all the time. So I'm working with different people almost every day. So it's really nice to just have new conversations with new people. Mm -hmm. That's interesting that they would rotate you around. They don't like to have the same people at the same cafeteria? No, they do. But we're just right now it's a little short stop. So I kind of have to pop in everywhere. And you're in the management role. So you're making sure everybody's doing the job they should do at each school. Yep. Okay. Can I ask you, what are the skills that um, are involved with your job? <clears throat> Organization. Um I think it's a skill on um, being empathetic and actually listening to people is helpful. Um, what is it's just what I do every day. So I, I mean, it, it, well, is cooking part of that? Is that like a big party? Yeah. Are you, are you more, not, are you hands on the food? Or are you just more over all of that? Um, both, but we have to follow um, USDA guidelines for recipes. So it's not like a, it's nothing really creative in that sense about it. Okay. Do you like cooking? I like it, but I don't really like to eat that much. So I don't really ever. I used to cook when my kids were little and then they wouldn't eat and there'd be leftovers and we'd throw it away. So. Okay. I stopped. What is the biggest misconception that people have? Everybody's been through the cafeteria system at their local school. Um, I don't know. It's been a while, but as the how's the food doing these days? I eat the food, so it's not terrible. I think it's better than it was when I was in school. But there's also like the guidelines we have to follow it has to be certain percentage whole grain. So 
you can only mask that taste so much. <laughs> no, yeah, but it's you, good. It's good. Okay. Yeah. I remembered the things that I was eating and they aren't the same things I can eat now as an adult and, you know, <laughs> and not put on weight. I was, we were eating pizza almost every day. It was like Mac and cheese day. It was fried fish, fried everything. So I have the, have things gotten healthier? Yeah, there's no, um, we don't fry anything. Everything is baked or freshly made like salads and <laughs> next week we're doing a burger bar. So we'll have like all these toppings for the kids to choose and it makes it fun in a healthy way. I think that's where I learned what a sloppy Joe was, was <laughs> at, in the cafeteria. <laughs> that, me, me too. I had never heard of that till school. I had chicken nuggets every day, I think in school. <laughs> Um, any other things work related for you guys? Well, I, well, actually, was there anything else? It sounds like you knew you traced it all the way back from when you were going to school and helping the lunch ladies. Were there any other careers you considered? Yeah. So when, after I went to high school, I started college and I, my first, my first, I changed my degree so many times. I, so I first went for food safety cause I was working at McDonald's and I was trying to get my serve safe and all that. But then I quickly changed that to early childhood development. But then I switched to psychology, which I love. So I stuck with that and eventually got my association in psychology. But I, I think looking, that was like uh, uh, 10 years ago, I think I graduated and I haven't done anything with psychology. I just really, I think, took those classes because I enjoyed them. Mm hmm you like learning and all of that? Yeah. <clears throat> Relatable. I have a history degree. <laughs> <laughs> and I do nothing with it, but enjoy myself. <laughs> I think, I mean, I learned so much with psychology. I feel like I can understand people a lot more since all those classes. Yeah. It wasn't worth, you know, wasn't nothing. Sometimes it's not about, you know, using your degree. Hey, I have a film degree and I don't use it, but that's how I met Scott. <laughs> there you go. It all works up for some reason. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was a radio television film degree. And wow. technically, we're on the radio now. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> what are podcasts, if not radio, that you can listen to whenever you want? Absolutely. But I did not take any radio classes. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Well, we do get a lot of people interested in psychology on this podcast because I do. I think astrology is one of those things that people seek out to try and understand the ways people think and how the world works. Mm -hmm. um, anyway, no question there. Did you guys have any other work questions? No, I think that was great. That was a good oh, question that, awesome. that you asked about, you know, what other careers you considered. We need to ask that more often. That's yeah. Good. You never think that like when you're at the, the lunch line, that the person on the other side of the counter has a psychology degree and <laughs> knows you deeper, deeper than you know yourself, possibly. <laughs> All right. On character, um, just in general, how would you describe yourself? Keywords for the pediatric nurse's character, humble, helpful, and selfless, feeling underappreciated, nurturing and protective nature, analytical and penetrating mind, 
sudden emotional outbursts, adaptable nature, but rooted in opinions and feelings in the public eye, but feels isolated or seeks solitude feels very different from peers. Keywords for the poet's character, mystical and imaginative, spiritually inclined, sentimental, heart-centered and romantic, van life and communes, daydreaming and escapism, trouble seeing self, wounding around self-worth. I'm very empathetic. Um, That's probably one of the first things that people would say about me. I care too much sometimes about other people. Um, I love my kids. They're a big part of my life. Um, and I'm a hard worker. Would say those are the top ones. Mm-hmm. And I guess we'll we'll get into kids later with uh, with family. But what do you think made you such a hard worker? Is there any influences that you can trace that back to? Um, definitely my dad growing up. He always worked. He was very, very hard worker. And I just saw that and thought that it was kind of the norm. And yeah, if I didn't work, I would be so bored. So. (laughs) And empathy seems like something that everyone could use a little more of. Can you talk about why is empathy such an important uh, characteristic for you? Um, Because you, you don't know what everybody is going through. And someone could act one way someday and you have no idea why and you automatically think that person is one type of person, but they could just experience something extreme and can't deal with it. So we shall be a little nicer, I think. Mm -hmm. Is there an element, not to go back to work, was there an element of service that you enjoy in serving other people? Like giving them the, giving them the gift of food or giving them the gift of something to enrich their lives. Yes. So actually I am in the midst of beginning a leadership community service project through my work, um, partnering with a big brothers, big sisters close to me. Um, and we're going to be doing a holiday food drive for families in need. So I'm actually really excited about that. So yeah, service is something that really lights me up. Mm. Astrologers, is that showing up in her chart? Feels so. I feel like it. Very interesting. <laughs> um, hobbies. What kind of hobbies do you find interesting in your spare time? Um, I don't really have much spare time. <laughs> when I do, I think anything I can do outside is really nice hiking or yesterday my son and I went to the creek to um try to catch a fish to feed his fish with so so I like to be outside catching fish to feed his fish (laughs) yeah he had this idea to catch um a little bass in the creek and bring it inside and raise it as his own oh (laughs) (laughs) so he has and at first I thought it was a crazy idea but then I saw the setup and he actually caught the fish and it's grown incredibly. So, oh wow! What size yeah. tank is it living in, or what is the setup? Um, I think it's like a, a twenty or thirty gallon tank. He's only like this big right now. She's showing two inches for the podcast listeners <laughs> at home. Maybe oh, yeah. three inches. <laughs> uh, what's his name? 
Oh, I forgot. He told me like three times. I want to say Jeffrey. <laughs> Jeffrey? Yeah. <laughs> Jeffrey the fish? Yeah. It was something odd, so I forgot. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, and your uh, questionnaire, you put gardening down as a hobby too? Oh, yeah. Obviously not now. It's a little... Well, I'm in Pennsylvania, so it's very wet here now. But when it's not wet and I can go outside in the garden... Yes, one of my gardens has probably 20 different plants that don't go together, but I love each of them individually. So I just put them where I see them. All right. That's part of like that farm to table mentality, or you just do, is gardening completely separate from food for you? No, they're, everything is all together. <laughs> like I have flowers growing with my carrots and yes. Mm-hmm. All right. Is, um, are you somebody who eats really healthy? Are you like, uh, eat whole foods and things like that? I would like to, but I I don't. Okay. But the USDA is demanding that you do along with everyone else. (laughs) Um, moving on to childhood experience. Um, can you talk a bit, a little bit about what it was like growing up? Keywords for the pediatric nurses childhood experience. Taught to be helpful, moving homes, foreign connections, faith and religion, prominent family or family business, trouble fitting into social groups. Keywords for the poet's childhood experience, active and busy, reading and intellectual stimulation, creative and artistic sensibilities, acting and performing, dreaming about making their mark on the world, looked up to father or father figure. I grew up with three sisters, so that was, it was fun. Um, My younger years, it was, I mean, everything about growing up until I was an adult, I think was good. I have happy memories, nothing really wild. Just three sisters was the worst I went through. How is that the worst? (laughs) (laughs) We just didn't always get along and we had had one bathroom between the four of us. So that can get ugly sometimes. What kind of things did you guys do growing up? Um, We grew up, my dad was a farmer. So we would either, if we weren't out in the field helping him with the crops, we would just play outside or down at the creek. Um, when I got older, I did sports a lot. My mom had us in a sport every season. So I was always busy. Did you like doing the sports? Was it fun for you or was it something they made you do? I loved it. Did you guys divert as, you know, in different interests as the four sisters or were you all similar, like doing similar things or, you know, where did you divert from them? Maybe is my question. I think I enjoyed doing the sports and those activities more than my sister said. When we were younger, my mom had us all signed up regardless if we wanted to be in anything. Um, But once middle school hit, my sisters steered away from the sports and I still wanted to be active and do the sports thing until I got friends who kind of took over my life. Not friends on sports teams then? No. (laughs) (laughs) 
uh, I guess there's other things. What, well, what, what did you do with the friends? Um, we would just really unexciting things, go to the mall, hang out the movies. So you had good experiences with your peers growing up. Yeah. Yeah. And what was your mom like? Keywords for the pediatric nurse's mother, supportive relationship with a lot of ups and downs, tension and conflict, karmic relationship. Keywords for the poet's mother, dramatic, intense, power struggles. Uh, my mom was and is a saint, very loving. Um, growing up, I thought that I just thought that every mom was like my mom and that just what, that's what a mom was. And then as I got older, I met some of my friends, moms, and I just, the love that my mom showed me and my sisters so equally, it was just like, to me, the norm, but for other families, like to learn that there's families where the love I was used to is not in that house. It was like mm. eye opening to me. Very sad. Mm -hmm. Hmm. And your father? Keywords for the pediatric nurse's father. Family-oriented, protective nature, nurturing, caring, and sensitive, involved with large groups. Keywords for the poet's father. Highly respected, dreamer, selfless, caretaker, feeling victimized. My, my dad was a very hard worker. He was a farmer. Um... What kind of farming? Big, what? Sorry, what kind of farming? Um, like crops, tomatoes, corn. We had a little farmer's market in my like beginning of my childhood. Um, he worked when and then when we once we closed the store and stopped farming, he did construction. He started his own business, excavating. He was very successful and um I guess that's really where I saw that hard work pays off. And so the farmer's market. Oh, go ahead. Jax, go ahead. Oh, no, 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 please. It, it's not, a, it's a going somewhere else. So if you have a follow-up question to that, go ahead. Oh, did he organized the former farmer's market or you guys had a booth at a farmer's market. So it was his, originally his um, family's little like, it started out as like a little ice cream shop and it was just a little shack that his siblings kind of ran when they were kids. And then it grew into something more. And by the time I was old enough to remember it, it was a legitimate building with like refrigerators that we would stock and we had suppliers come deliver things like that. In addition to all the stuff we grew, but yeah, him and my mom organized that and ran all that. Did you um, help out with that when you were a kid, like work there at all? Yep. My sisters and I would do the register and sweep and stock the fridges. What what kind of um, values or um, things did your parents teach you and instill in you? Honesty. I don't know if, if love is like a value, but definitely they just raised me to love people. Were they kind of like hard work earlier? You'd uh, 
Yeah, hard, your dad. definitely hard work. Okay. Were they um, very much like you need to get good grades or pushing academics? I don't think so. I just, I always did well in school and I always wanted to do well. So there was never a time where I had to know if it, I think it was expected. I just wanted to do well for my parents. What kind of student were you since you mentioned that? Um, I was a little above average, I would say A's, B's. Okay. All right. Um, on the next category is romantic partner. Are you currently married? No. Is there a relationship that was maybe the longest one that you could describe that person? Well, I would say oh. if you've, have you ever been married? No, but my children's father and I were together for quite a while. Okay, maybe you could talk about him. Keywords for the pediatric nurse's romantic partner, a selfless and compassionate nature, over-idealizing romantic partners, creative and musical talents, substance abuse and victim mentality. Keywords for the poet's romantic partner, life of the party and adventurous, optimistic and goal-oriented, foreign connections, religious and strong morals, family-oriented caretaker. We were very young when we um, started dating, very young when we broke up still. Um, I mean, now, as my age now, I see then I was young from the beginning to the end of that relationship. So, I don't know, I was a different person then than I am now, and I think so is he. What, what drew you to him initially? The, the bad boy vibe. I just wanted to help him. <laughs> yeah, you do have a healthy nature. You're like, I want to help people. And so you saw him and you thought, okay, he needs my help. I'm going to date well, him. Well, I didn't know it then, but, you know, afterwards, I'm like, when I learned about it in psychology, I was like, oh my gosh, that I love to. I now I, I gravitate gravitate towards people like that all the time. What like bad boy people? Well, not not bad boy, but just somebody that you don't know it at the beginning, but then you know a little bit down the line you realize that. I don't want to say they're kind of needy, but there was just something that they are lacking and need to find in themselves and. Like the project people? Yeah, yeah. Is it fair to say that you um, meet someone and over-idealize them? Uh, and then later realize, oh, they're not who I thought they were? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, see, because I was that's strange. I was interpreting that as the opposite, that you see someone who's obviously missing something and you're like, oh, I could just help them with this thing because they need my help. Well, that usually, not- and that's be- more self-conscious, right? Like it's more yeah. like subconscious, like you're drawn to it, but yeah, you're not that- consciously thinking, look at this train wreck. Let me go jump <laughs> on it. <Yeah. laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> or if it's, I mean, just the... <laughs> Just the 
the frustration of seeing dumpster fire. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I don't really go into something like that. It just ends up. I, 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 what I was getting at, or what I thought she was saying is like, you, you kind of over idea. You're like, oh, this person's amazing and they are so deserving of my help and they could mm. be like the greatest version of themselves. Let me just help them a little bit. Is that kind of what you were getting at? So I, it's like, um, another relationship I was in, he, on the outside seemed like he had everything together and he like, was very independent and could handle things on his own. And then a few months into the relationship, I saw a whole nother side. And instead of just going our separate ways, I, I guess subconsciously was like, nope, this is going to be my next project. Let's get him to where he needs to be. And that's it. Do you, Would you say that people you've been drawn to, um, do they have any kind of a victim mentality? Not usually. Okay. How about a substance abuse? Yeah. That's an issue? Yeah. Okay. And that's definitely, it's not always been like something I find out after. Uh, Okay. Um, Moving on from romantic partner, we have children. You're kind of talking about your kids and the stuff that they get into catching fish and such, but can you kind of speak a little bit more about your children? Keywords for the pediatric nurse's children. Parenting with great responsibility, strong sense of duty, and high expectations. Unpredictable and unconventional. Ambitious and achievement focused. Keywords for the poet's children. Social and communicative. Beauty and aesthetics. Indecisive and people-pleasing. Cool and highly original combative i have three children um can i what what can i say about them (laughs) what they're into yeah anything that's not we were all celebrating my birthday with my children (laughs) on this day (laughs) Uh, my oldest daughter is um she just started 10th grade this year she's she's an amazing person she um she's much stronger than she knows she was, um, she was pretty sick for a few years. She was diagnosed with Crohn's disease and she was in and out of the hospital. She was just so unwell and seeing her, how she was to where she is now is just, it's incredible. And she just, I hope someday she can take a step back and really see how much she's been through and be proud of herself. She's great. Um, my middle one is my son. He has the biggest heart of anybody I've ever known, any of my children, anybody in the world. I think he's just so full of love and melts my heart every day. Um, he really likes to adventure outside, anything, fishing, throwing rocks at trees, anything outside. And my youngest is um my wild child she's uh in her own world most of the time and since I decided to accept that it's been like the best blessing because she's just come out of her shell so much and has really become an independent amazing person 
The thing that's sticking with me is throwing rocks at trees is a game for kids. (laughs) 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 That's something only a kid can find to be fascinating. (laughs) What I wouldn't give to be that entertained as an adult. (laughs) (laughs) I guess we could throw rocks at trees as adults, too. It's just such a funny. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you probably shouldn't share that with people. They might think. Not to hurt the tree, but sometimes you're just trying to aim. Like, how good at am am I (laughs) at throwing things? Can I hit this? Can I hit that? Yeah, the tree people are going to cancel you. No, no, no. I think that's that's fine. They can take it. (laughs) So, Jax, you're super into dates and stuff, and we have her kids birth dates from the survey so some of those interests i don't know if they coincide with interests that um would show up in her chart or helps your job at all yeah a couple of things that she said i mean well it it nails it for the kids but i'm not guessing the kids but it oh well yeah we their, <laughs> um for their birthdays no what i'm saying um it, it was it really helped uh or it really falls in line with um with what their birth charts probably look like from okay. what i saw i mean i didn't have a uh i didn't have an exact time for the kids but like i was like we was talking about each of them i was like oh yeah that makes a lot of sense for that one <laughs> As the skeptic, I'm saying, well, of course, when you know the birth chart is real, you can always, it always seems like it definitely fits. <laughs> but you when you that, have two well, of them, you'd be surprised. <laughs> you know, that's interesting. I didn't think to do that. Did you actually pull a chart for those dates? Yeah, because I wanted to um, compare them to her chart. So oh. I was looking like the exact transits and stuff as a um, laying it on top of her chart. Okay, yeah, I was looking at the transits um, for the children's birth on her chart, but I I didn't think to like, actually cast it. I mean, I guess it's kind of the same thing, but um, yeah, um, it it feels different when you're looking at the whole chart, you know, right, right. So I didn't just do the um, transits option. Nice. And in the past, Sarah, we've seen you and the uh, other astrologers trying to pick up the mom or dad's birth sign from the kids chart or if you had kids they would be this sign um yeah it's it's less about the zodiac like the sun sign zodiac i listen i i learned my lesson with with your uncle i've mentioned that before um you know the the gist of it was like he said is father was this sign and his mother was this sign and the wrong chart actually had that sun and moon <laughs> so i you can't hang all your your hat on all of that you know you have to have a lot more um proof uh, or evidence than just that but um, right if it was that simple it would be super easy to guess every yeah. chart if like <laughs> what are your parents signs okay bada boom bada bing got it yeah yeah exactly and i think um i want to say that happened also um with our episode with moses i think all three kids were a gemini and that was maybe the wrong chart um now i can't remember so anyway let's continue on sorry to diverge (laughs) we have have to have little sidebars and give our guests a little bit of a break (laughs) um the next category is health can you kind of talk about your health in general Keywords for the pediatric nurse's health. 
experiences relating to gut and digestion, reproductive organs, nerves, and mental health. Key words for the poet's health. Experiences related to highly sensitive body, lacking energy, issues around nourishment. Um, overall, overall healthy. Um, I go to the doctor, I try to get like a by one year well checked on every year. Um, because if I'm not healthy, I can't take care of my kids. Um, I, my job is very physical, so I'm on my feet moving around all day. So I don't go to the gym. Like I used, I used to a few years ago, I was going three or four times a week. Um, but not now my job every day, I think is enough physical activity. Um, I don't eat as healthy as I should, but I try. Is there any minor health issues that you have, uh, you know, like a trend experiencing that come back up over and over? Uh, depression and anxiety definitely hit me a lot. Yeah, do you, a lot of people. <laughs> I was like, we hear that. <laughs> do you um, know the source of that, if you're comfortable sharing? Is it from like just feeling uh, too much on your plate or something? Um, there's been different situations. My dad um, died of suicide. Uh, so there's definitely suicide. genetics right. plays a role. Um but other times it's been when like outside things like current events or something that I just will see in the news and then I just think about it and I just, it just breaks me inside. Mm. So I, I stopped watching like the news after the most recent time that that happened. Yeah, I, I hear that. I've, I've stopped watching a lot of the news. <laughs> yeah. And being as empathetic as you were talking about earlier, that would be especially rough seeing negative news stories and bad things happening to people and wanting them to not happen to them and feeling that pain. Yep. And then I just think about that person's mom or child and how they're going to feel. And it just is a lot of thinking and a lot of feeling. Does, um, you said that most of your working out is now on the job. You used to go to the gym was the working out at the gym or exercise routines beneficial to your mental health or, and do you miss yeah. that at all? I definitely miss that. Cause I, I, I felt so well. I knew, I, I know how good I felt going to the gym all the time and how good it was on my mental health, but going, trying to get back into that was, I think I put too much pressure on myself when I wasn't able to fit that in my schedule. So I've come to terms with being okay with the little bit I can do at home. Mm -hmm. Yeah, especially if you're active at work. Yeah. can be a two for one. Do some squats in the kitchen, some push-ups. <laughs> I, I, I actually did jumping jacks in the storeroom today. <laughs> <laughs> No, I have a job where I'm on my feet a lot too, standing in retail stores and I'll do lunges down the aisles. Oh, that makes me forth. feel so much better about what I do. That's good. Thank, thanks for sharing that. 
<laughs> well, I'm trying to tr- attract customers' attention all day, and nothing attracts no. <laughs> their attention like a guy doing lunges. <laughs> Smart. Um, last but not least, we have money as a category. Um, how do you feel about the subject of money? Um, good with it, bad with it? How does it come? How does it go? Keywords for the pediatric nurse's money. Financial sacrifices for spiritual or charitable purposes. Financial loss due to hidden or unforeseen expenses. Unconventional sources of income. Financial challenges concerning hospitals, institutions, or retreats. Keywords for the poet's money. Good luck with income. Conflict with taxes. Borrowed money and shared resources. May have lacked money growing up. Um, Growing up, I was great with money. I would save every penny and like spend it very cautiously. Um, But once I um, had children and the father got pretty bad into um, drugs. So once that sort of affected my money, I, it was either I continued to, to be a crazy person about it, or I learned to just let it go. Money is money. It's not going to change who I am. Um, so ever since then, really, I just haven't been great with money. I have it and then it's gone. Um, yeah. (laughs) Is, I mean, there's also the mentality of, you can't take it with you. Let me enjoy this money. There's a yes, responsible we're, we're way in the ground when we're dead. So, yeah, I mean, there's a responsible way to, you know, I spend it when I earn it, but I'm never behind. I'm never, you know, super in debt or anything. Do you feel comfortable even if you're not, you know, accumulating and stocking it up for a rainy day? Yeah, I, I'm, I have, I'm not like crazy about, I don't overspend if I don't have it. I, live a little bit more than paycheck to paycheck. But if I have money and somebody needs something, if I can give it to them or buy it for them, I will. Because money comes and goes. Mm-hmm. Have you-, you ever had a problem with debt? Yes. Where the creditors like to listen to our podcast. <laughs> was it um, a long-standing issue, or is it resolved? It's resolved. Okay. So it was just was it a one-off thing, or um, yeah? Okay. So just a very small period of your life, not defining, not like a no, huge. It's, sleep. I don't even think about it okay. anymore. Okay. Okay. Unless you have some nosy podcast astrology group asking <laughs> about it. We'd like to remind you of all sorts of things. Yes, thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can feel, there's something you can feel proud of. You know, you're like, hey, that's something in the past. I remember when yeah, I was stre- stressed right. about that. Seriously. <laughs> um, can you speak about what your um, spiritual beliefs are now <clears throat> and what they were growing up and like in um, your family? Growing up, I was born and raised Catholic, um, and I always believed in something. Um, I always went with the Catholic faith and went to church, and even now when um, I feel like I need to go to church, I do. I just, I think there's more than 
what the Catholic Church teaches. So I, I'm always reading and trying to research other things and what other people believe. Well, I mean, what are your views on astrology? Do you find it interesting? Do you think it's bad? I mean, you're on I, an astrology podcast, so I'm sure you're <laughs> somewhat open to it. <laughs> yeah, I'm very open to it. I think it's very um, fascinating. Okay. Do you, um, are you someone who feels like you have a good sense of who you are, or do you feel like you're still trying to figure out your identity or, you know, kind of drifting? I would say I'm like 90% sure of who I am, but I'm, there's just so many different pieces that I'm trying to work out first before I can share that with the world. Okay. Um, and can you talk a little bit about how your decision-making process? Are you very, um, you know, weigh things in your mind? Are you very motivated by what you want when you feel it? Um, how do you make decisions? Um, I would, for the most part, I would, um, say definitely like by my gut, how I, how I like really react inside about something. Um, there's times where I've been very impulsive making decisions, but um, as I've gotten older, I definitely try to kind of take a step back first. Okay. Yeah. We saw in the survey, you said a seven out of 10 on making decisions quickly and decisively. <laughs> 10, 10 being the quickest. So we, you've, maybe you used to be. I would say it was like a 15 before. So I'm <laughs> much less impulsive than before. There you go. Stepped back to a seven. <laughs> and how, how do you experience emotion or how do you express emotions? Are you someone um, who's very controlled with your emotions or do you have outbursts or can you just talk about that a little bit? Um, I would say I, don't always have control over my emotions. Um, definitely not in my house. I have probably shown my kids my emotions more than most parents want to. Um, I just, sometimes I just feel so hard. It's hard not to <laughs> let all those feelings out. Um, okay. But at work, I, people, I'm like complete opposite. I hold my composure. My boyfriend would like, Sometimes he doesn't really believe that I do the job that I do because people, they just have so much respect for me. And I, because he, he sees me at home the way that I let my emotions go and at work, I hold it together much better. Do you feel like you might have like kind of a short fuse? Like do you go very quickly from like upset about something and, and let it out or is it like a slow build? It's usually like really quick. Snapping. Yeah. Okay. Jax, how are you doing over there? Good. Any, qu good. Any, any questions you want to get in before we take our little uh, sidebar for the astrologer chat? Yeah. Um, the last three questions you asked, Sarah, like were on my 
Oh, good. <laughs> my favorite. So thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. I do have a couple more though. Um, have you ever had any supernatural experiences? Mm-hmm. That's a good question. I love yeah. that. There we go. I like that. That's <laughs> I, a yes. I have a, a reason. Yes. I have a reason for this one. Um, can, would you mind describing it? You don't have to go in great detail, but you can say, um, I saw a ghost or, you know, I manifested, you know, a lottery winning. Um, there's been so many. Um, the earliest one I can remember was was five years old and I saw my grandfather outside by a um, little bush we had in the driveway and he'd been dead for two years. So I just naturally ran and screamed and didn't think anything of it until only like in the last five years really thought about that day and because it was what I saw wasn't like what I'd ever seen before and even after that things I'd seen did not compare to that um there's been a lot since then any favorites or especially memorable ones um we had a group of, I don't know, you can call them ghost hunters. There was a, a medium and a few other people together. They came to our property and there was just a lot of spirits on the property. So they did a cleansing and um, the woman did a walk through all around the property through my house, through my, my, my apartment is connected to my mom's house. It's we're neighbors. So it's very convenient. Um, she was doing a walkthrough of my house and as soon as she walked into my room, she was talking and all of a sudden she said, Rachel, Rachel, Rachel's in this room. And she never met me. My mom didn't, nobody told her any of our names. So that was really cool. And around that same time I had, um, in the middle of the night I woke up and in my doorway, I saw a figure of a man with long hair and it just scared me so bad. I just, I went under covers and I like made myself go back to sleep. And the next day, a woman who was in that team of the ghost hunters um, talked to my mom and <clears throat> said that um, that person that Rachel saw in the doorway is her spirit guide. Um, just tell her to tell them to go away and they'll leave her alone if it's too much. Wow. That's really cool. Yeah, it was okay. pretty neat. That's very cool. What are your dreams uh, like? Are they pretty vivid and um lately I, I don't really remember my dreams, but when I was dreaming, I, I've had a lot of um I don't really know how to categorize them, but before my dad died, I had a dream that um we were I was in the mountain it was just like a picture of the mountains and I was just looking at the trees going by and in the dream I knew that my dad was dead. I didn't know how he died or where he was. I just knew in that dream that he was dead. And a few months later is when he passed away. And a few years after that, we went to see um, a medium and she, she brought up my dream and that, you know, the, the way the dream was pretty much was that it was a part of the plan and everything was good. Wow. So I don't know if that's vivid, but it, that was sort of vivid, I guess. Okay. <clears throat> oh, thank you for sharing that. That is very helpful and very interesting. Um, 
let's see. Next. Um, so you've had partners um, that have struggled with addiction, but that's not really been anything that you personally have been afflicted by. Yes, no? I would say probably sort of. There was a time where I definitely, um, if I would have seen somebody else drinking as often as I was, I would say it was a problem, but I never then said it was. But I definitely have use. Okay. And I just have a couple more. Um, Would you, um, how to ask this correctly, Um, you know, the saying, um, I'm my own worst enemy. Would you at would you now or at any time in your life has have said that about yourself? Yes. Yep. Gotcha. Okay. And um, one more, and this is if you can't remember, it's fine. Um, did anything happen later two thousand nine or in the first half of the year two thousand ten? Did anything happen um, weird in personal relationships? whether it be with a partner or a best friend or a business partner or anything, if you can remember. Um, I don't think so. No. Okay. Um, I think, uh, yeah. Well, yes, yes. I, I stopped working um, at McDonald's, um, which is, I was training to be the GM there and I found out I was pregnant with my son. So I left that job and took a very big pay cut to kind of have a better Mm -hmm. schedule for my kids. So what I thought was going to be my next five-year plan wasn't anymore. So I guess that's sort of big. All right. Thank you. Um, I think that's all the questions I have, you guys. Mm -hmm. I feel good. I feel good. Right. Well, this is the part where we're going to let our astrologers talk amongst themselves. And Rachel, I'm going to put you out in the waiting room where you're, you can take a little break, five to 10 minutes or so before we bring you back in for the, to reveal their, their choice and see if they're correct. Um, So we'll look for you in about five or 10 minutes, if that's good. Okay. All right. We'll see you then. Okay. See ya. All right. Okay, astrologers, let's see if you're on the same page. Did Were we just talking to the pediatric nurse or the poet, you two? I really hope we're on the same page. I think that we are, but I am leaning towards the pediatric nurse. Jax? No? Every single thing about <clears throat> this person... For me, um, is pediatric nurse. Oh, thank God. Oh, God. <laughs> except, <laughs> except, except a really big piece. Um, and that is uh, what happened with her dad. Same, same. Yeah, it, it, it kind of fits with pediatric nurse. <clears throat> and I can make it fit. Um, I know you'd love to hear that, Scott. Um, it kind of fits. And it also, it does fit with a pediatric nurse in regards to, um, I think we talked about this. Um, 
earlier today, um, transiting Mars was within five degrees of the lot of the father on the day that he died with a pediatric nurse. So there it does there. It is there. But just that eighth house stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, just, I mean, gets me it, it, and it sounds so much like it. However, she's got a lot of 12th house stuff going mm-hmm. on too. So, yeah. um, but everything else for me, um, the same pediatric nurse. Okay. Same. Yeah. And when, and the way she answered my uh, supernatural metaphysical question, cinched it. Okay. You know, um, what I thought was interesting is when she was talking about her children, I felt like she, I felt like each one of them represented, represented one of the three planets in her fifth house. <laughs> she said, um, you know, her daughter is stronger than she knows, Saturn. She said her next son has the biggest heart, Neptune. Dreamy. And then the third one, she said... Um, wild child. Wild child, Uranus. So Girl, I'm just look like, at you. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes I yes, was just yes. like, wow, that's... Uh, that's yeah, and it's very um it's very Capricorny and, and very Saturny, like how solid she is about them. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, mm-hmm. but yeah, each child is represented here. But yeah, um, you know, the the north node um and the moon um that tightly conjunct, that is the witch placement. Oh that is the spiritual gifts placement that is um she probably has more manifesting ability than she knows Um, that coupled with all those 12th house placements. I mean, what is the 12th house? It's what's hidden. It's, you know, and, and self undoing most of us, that type of thing is hidden. We don't have access to it the way that she seems to. Um, But I was thinking that when I saw, and, and not only um, is the North node conjunct the moon, um, the witch, the sorceress, the manifester, but it's a very emotional mm-hmm. um, placement. I, I mean, anything on the North Node is going to be on steroids, and it's too much to take and, sometimes. And, like I'm, I'm choking up a little bit thinking about her. But um, the the and it's in the sixth house of service. Well, and, and her. I'll, go ahead. Her emotion and her and her and her inability to take it is, I think, in part because service is natural to her moon being placed in that sixth house and it is very frustrating to have a heart for service and be able and have and be helpless and not be able to help you know yeah and and also with a tight opposition to the to mars that's why i was asking you Mm -hmm. know if does she snap (laughs) because that's because in the other chart in the other chart i wouldn't necessarily say that that was someone who snaps Mm -hmm. um no um very well behaved mars in that other chart yeah yeah and uh and then just the talk about she likes a project (laughs) you know and then drawn do there's a pattern there with uh partners having like substance abuse or wanting to fix them or not really seeing them clearly and that just really fits Mm -hmm. with the pediatric nurse's chart Mm -hmm. and also the um keeping it together um and being so well-respected at work and that Jupiter placed right on her MC, I bet wherever she goes, people have a positive 
impression of her. I, I, I bet reputation um, is never, ever going to be a problem for her. Exactly. Yeah, that, you nailed that, it. That Jupiter, I mean, it, it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's in exile, but it's right conjunct the MC, like almost exactly. And um, <laughs> which could show up because if it's in exile, that'll show in the overall experience of the partners, but it's on the MC. So it's strong. So the partner presents very well at first, but mm. after a while, they can only keep up the facade for so long. And there's your exile. Oh, right there. great. Okay. Or- we would call that the novelty wears off and you get to know the real, real person a couple months into well, any I mean, relationship. Is the, novelty, is the novelty wearing off or is it exhausting to keep up a facade for so long? Like you can't do it. It's, it's you get too tired. I don't care what angle your Jupiter is on. Yeah. I think anybody <laughs> in, a relationship, in a relationship and after a couple months in, you really know each other. You're not the people who mm-hmm. met on the first couple dates. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I, we also noted, or at least I had in the keywords that the pediatric nurse was someone who was going to be really challenged with mental health. Um, yep. Yeah. I was glad that um, that we got to that because that was on my um, – some demons were definitely on my list, whether it be mental health. <laughs> and with the sixth and eighth house opposition going on mm-hmm. with such – vigor it was going to be mental health it was going to be um um addiction or some kind of self-undoing so yeah and i thought it was carrying no 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 go ahead oh i was just gonna say i thought it was great that she it does seem that she works in a hidden place which a cafeteria Mm -hmm. but like she she's working in a school in the cafeteria like manage just very uh in the background. Just behind the scenes. Yeah. Behind the scenes. That's it, what I was looking for. Like, yeah. And there's so many planets there. There's a lot going on behind the scenes and she's doing it all, but nobody really knows it's her. Right. Right. Nobody can really see her. And right. with the mental health stuff, that's another thing that you see with the, with the North node, because imagine being so energetically sensitive. Imagine having metaphysical gifts. Imagine being overly empathetic to things that you can do nothing about. That's, that's very, very heavy. Mm. And her sixth house moon, um, conjunct the North node, and then all of that going on in the 12th. I really wanted to say that it was (laughs) the Gemini rising chart because of what happened with her dad. But, um, Mm -hmm. the rest of the evidence is, is overpowering, I think. Yeah. And I'm glad you connected like her, well, yeah, we'll wrap this up. And <laughs> I'm glad you Ooh, connected yeah. like her her sense of service to the uh, sixth house moon because I was mm-hmm. also looking at that Pisces. But anyway, okay, mm-hmm. I think we're good. We're on the yeah, same page. Yeah, you guys uh, okay. were in agreement from the top and still in agreement <laughs> now. Nothing too crazy. Nothing to uh, discuss here. All but right. How interesting is she? <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Don't get people, me started on why the format of this show is wonderful. People <laughs> are so me. interesting. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> but just, yeah, everybody has their own little story and their own, like you just have to yeah. ask and care, I think. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, right let's, 
After this commercial break, we'll bring we'll have our guests back and we will reveal if we were, have been talking to the pediatric nurse, as our astrologers believe, or if in fact she's the poet in disguise. She might be working on a poem right now in her off time while we've been talking. And we just forgot to ask about it. <laughs> All right. We'll be right back, everybody. Welcome back, everybody. We've got our astrologers. Our guest, Rachel, is back with us after her well-deserved break after that grueling interview. Um, but thank you so much for sharing so much because it really helped our astrologers to feel very strongly towards one chart over the other chart, which I always prefer. I love their confidence regardless. Um, either way. So do you guys want to... Uh, Tell us the names of the two personalities. Sure. This is before they met you. They, Sarah designed these two names based on the two mm -hmm. charts she was looking at and a whole lot of characteristics for each one. But then what, what are those two? Yeah. And, um, so we have the pediatric nurse and we have the poet. Which one do you think sounds more like, like th that you would gravitate towards? I guess that's not enough information. That's not fair at all. And you guys have locked in your your. Oh your yeah, no. I, I was just yeah. saying. I guess we should give her a, a, a descriptor of what those mean. Yeah, yeah. The well, for you, the work was one of the biggest distinguishing factors coming into it. Did that hold true? Yeah, I think so. Because um, we felt like the pediatric nurse, you know. We'd, we didn't know if they were going to be a nurse, but we did feel like that they were going to be somebody who um, worked in a place that we would consider a hidden place, like a hospital or a school um, or a hospice um, or a home, something like that. I had a feeling for some reason that the person, that the pediatric nurse might be involved with children. Um and they were going to be someone, I think, that knew themselves and um, had stamina and um, but mental health might be the challenge and kind of how. Um, yeah. And then um, with the poet, we felt like someone who would be not so I felt like would not be as clear on who that they they were. They would be a lot more imaginative, um, kind of dreamy daydreaming um kind of somebody i feel like that would love to do van life <laughs> you know something unfocused like yeah something like that um kind of a um bohemian type i would feel and we don't know which one of those associates with either i don't know which one associates with either chart um did did one of those speak to you a little bit more they kind of both did in different ways. Um, maybe a little more the pediatric nurse one, but also the whole bohemian part of the poet one, sort of a little bit of that feels like me. Is that? Ever, we forgot to ask, have you ever lived in a van? <laughs> no, no, I have not. <laughs> Is that something that you would uh, enjoy doing? No, not the reality of it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but the yeah. dreamy uh, imagining it sounds cool. 
Yes, but me actually living that, I wouldn't be able to do. Or maybe driving the van and then being able to stay somewhere else. Only being in the van while you're moving. That might work. That's the ideal van life, I think. <laughs> by the way, do you like nostalgia by any chance? Do I what? Like nostalgia. Are you a nostalgic person? Not particularly. Not yeah, okay. not. Just, just curious. <laughs> Doesn't really change anything, <laughs> but just curious. Okay. All right. Well, we have the two charts. We have a Cancer and a Pisces. Sarah, do you want to ask our guest if they are a whichever one you're leaning towards? Yes. Rachel, are you a Cancer? No. Oh, this one is mind-blowing. You're this, Pisces? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, this is a shocker. Wow. Gosh. I'm not okay. we'll need time to recover before the debrief everybody yes we are in complete shock wow of course i felt like it was just a coin flip away i know going either way (laughs) all right i knew those i knew those eight pounds placements were gonna come and back and bite me (laughs) i betrayed them and they i betrayed them and they came back and bit me you got to keep an eye out. Oh my gosh, this is crazy for me. (laughs) For those eighth house placements. Well, we do want to spend a longer time kind of talking about the other chart and where it does fit with you and maybe what elements in this um, pediatric nurses chart threw them for a loop. But we're going to do that in what we call the debrief episode, which we record right after that. Are you able to stick around for a few more minutes? Yeah. Okay. Um, so for this episode, we're going to wrap this one up. Um, Rachel, is there any place that people can find you or any, any place you would like to direct an audience? It could be for a cause. It could be for anything you feel like. Um, for a cause, the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation is really big to my heart for my daughter. And that's wonderful. Yep. And, uh, Jacqueline, where can people reach you for a reading? Um, uh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not okay. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I know. Um, if you are interested in snarky memes and, um, information about the, uh, current astrology, which I make little posts here and there, um, talking about that current astro weather, how to use it or how not to use it. You can find me on, um, Facebook astrology with Jack also on instagram astrology with jacks and if you want to book a reading with me um astrologywithjacks.com and that's astrology with j-a-x astrology with jacks right and that's it everyone let us know what you thought by commenting on whatever platform you follow us on seriously comment like give us five stars and all that good stuff if you like it if not don't give us anything just keep it to yourself links to our accounts are in the show notes if you like the show and want to support it you can visit patreon.com slash astro detectives podcast don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss the next episode rate and review and tell your friends and until next week until thursday the debrief but until next week this case is closed <laughs>